A beautiful pshat of Pinchas Koritzer. Pinchas of Koritzer was a Talmud of the Baal Shem Tov. He's addressing the story of Purim and how the Gemara describes the request of Esther after the story of Purim was completed. She's the one who initiated the request to the Chachamim that they should write down her story and make it part of Tanakh, part of the sacred writings, Kisvi HaKadosh. And the rabbis were hesitant and struggled with this because to take a story, even a, in a great glorious story like this, the, the miraculous story of Esther, um, it sure should be given attention and celebrated, but to make that story as a text, part of Tanakh, of Torah, is a, not a simple matter. Many great books were not included in Tanakh, like the book of the Maccabees, which records the great miracle of Hanukkah and so on. So the Chachamim were looking for an indication somewhere in the Torah that this book of Esther in the future will be incorporated into the um, will be incorporated into the text, the sacred text of Tanakh. So the um, the Gemara says that they found Motzukra. They looked into it and they found the pasuk which talks about the parsha of Amalek in Parshas Bishalach. Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, after the battle with Amalek, when Yeshua defeated Amalek, Hashem says to Moshe, I want you to write down the story that just happened in the battle of Amalek, that Amalek wanted to destroy the Jewish people, and Yeshua, uh, in this battle, defeated them. Write this down, it's a commemoration in a book. And the Gemara says that there was a tradition. Some interpreted that it means Ksoiv, write it down, Zois this, Zikorin, Basefer. So there was one interpretation that Ksoiv Zois refers to Pasha's Beshalach, because we find that the story of Amalek appears three times in Tanakh, before the Book of Esther. Once in Pasha's Beshalach, and the Chumash Devarim in Pasha's Kiseitse. Second time, and then the Sefer Shmuel, in the famous story with Shalom Melech when he was sent to fight Amaleks again. So we have three times. So the Gemara says, but Sefer is referring to three different recordings of the story. Zikorin, as I mentioned, as a commemoration, that's referring to Kiseitse, and Basefer is referring to. Um, is referring to the, 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 say, the story in Sefer Shmuel. So it would seem that there is no reference anywhere that the story of the defeat of Amalek, which in essence the story of Purim is another episode where Amalek has been defeated because we know how one came from Amalek. So then the Gemara says they found um, another interpretation in that Pasuk, Ksev Zeis is actually referring to two mentions, the mention of Beshalach and Kiseisek, Seif Zeis is referring to Torah Shebeksav, the Torah itself, in the five books of Moshe. And Zikorin is referring to Shmuel, and Basefer is referring to the story of Esther. Once they discovered this interpretation, they realized 
that we have an indication from the Torah itself that the Sefer Esther should serve as another fourth recording of the battle of the Jewish people against Amalek. And this is what the story of Haman is all about. Now, here's what the Rapiris Karetzer asks. <clears throat> the Gemara there brings a Pasuk from Shlomo Melech that says that the story of Amalek will be recorded three times. There's a Pasuk in Tanakh, um, it's in, um, in Mishlei or in Koheles. I have written the story of Amalek three times. And from here we learn, Shlishim Ravim. So on the one hand, there's a Pasuk that it will only be recorded three times. But then the Chachamim found, in the time of Esther, they found Motsukro, they found the Pasuk, and they realized that they can write it a fourth time. So what do you do with Shlomo Melech's Pasuk? Shlomo Melech says that the story of Amalek, Kosafti Lecham Shlishim, it will only be written three times. So now they found a Pasuk in, in, in Parshat B'Shalak, and they interpreted it to mean to include Esther as a fourth time. So how do they reconcile this with Shlomo Melech? The Gemara doesn't say. Now here is another big question. The whole story in B'Shalach doesn't make sense. Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, write down the story of the battle of Amalek. V'sim Yeshua. I want you to place in the ears of Yeshua, Kimocha Emcha, that I will destroy and erase the, the memory of Amalek. What is this placing in the ears of Yeshua? It's very unusual, um, strange language. I mean, first of all, Yeshua needs to be told individually. If this is a, a mitzvah to go and erase the, the, the memory of Amalek in future generations, Yeshua will follow the whole Torah, he'll follow this too. But there's something, a specific message to Yeshua, and the language in which the Torah phrases it is, put it into his ears. What kind of a strange uh, language is this? What is the meaning of this? So Pilar's Kovitz, it says, beautiful pshat. Really beautiful. It says, in essence, Hashem wanted the battle of Amalek to be mentioned four times in Tanakh, in the Holy Scriptures. But he didn't want to write it explicitly in the Chumash to say that it's going to be four times. Then, then the holiday of Purim will not be an exciting holiday. If we knew in advance there's going to be a Haman, and he's going to make the lives of the Jews miserable and put them in danger. And then he was defeated through a miracle. Then the Jews wouldn't pray. The whole story of Purim is about the Jews doing tshuva for all the things they've done wrong. They've participated in the meal. Or according to one opinion, the Gemara, they, in the time of Nebuchadnezzar, they bowed down to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. It was, it was a process of rehabilitation for the Jews. God put them into this very precarious situation where the danger of Haman was hovering over their heads for 11 months because it woke them up to do tshuva. It changed their mindset. And this is what led to the great miracle of Purim. Had they known the whole drama in advance and they would know the, the, you know, the, the, the script before it happened, then nobody would cry, nobody would do tshuva. They, they, it wouldn't be, it would not be, nothing surprising. They'll, they'll know this, we know already what the next, the next event will, ha- will happen. So in order to, to allow the story to unfold naturally, and at the same time, 
tell the Jewish people that this holiday has been sanctioned from heaven. That this is not just a holiday that the Jewish people came up on their own and decided to celebrate it just as a cultural thing. But this is a sacred holiday, as it says, Kimu Vikiblum, that in the heavens it was, it was uh, substantiated that this holiday must, must become part of the sacred holidays of Judaism. So the Torah wanted to hint in the text, on the one hand, that this will happen, but on the other hand, it should not be evident to the Jewish people. So that's why Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Sim Ozna Yeshua. Yeshua, you can tell the secret, but whisper it in his ears. It should not be public. To the Jewish people, it would appear that the story of Amalek is only recorded three times, in Beshalach, in Devarim, and in the Sefer Shmuel, that there will be another book, the book of Esther, that will consist of another drama of the defeat of Amalek that um, that wasn't known to the public. And Shleim HaMelech, when he described that the story of Amalek is written three times, he was describing it from the perspective of the Jewish people. The way Hashem wanted the Jews to live with that perception that there is only three times when the story of Amalek will be recorded. Yeshua wanted to hint, so when the Chachamim after Esther asked them, we want, I would like you to record my story as a fourth time of when in history when Amalek was defeated, they looked, and they looked in the parasha again, and they found, why did Hashem say Yeshua? They had these questions in the text, it didn't make sense. There must have been some secret that Hashem told Moshe to tell Yeshua that he didn't want the public to know until the story of Purim. So then they looked in the Pasuk, Ksav Zeis Bikar, and they said, Ah, Ksav Zeis is actually both Shemais and Devarim. Zikarin is Sefer Shmuel, and Basefer is referring to the Megillah. That's when they discovered Motsukro, they discovered a whole new Pshat that they didn't see before because it wasn't meant to be known before. And this is the Pshad why Purim, on the one hand, it was initiated from the people, from Esther and the Chachamim, but like all the holidays, the, the rabbinic holidays like Hanukkah and Purim, as the Rebbe pointed out many times, these were holidays that are not just uh, man-made holidays. Ultimately, these were divinely sanctioned holidays. The question is, why didn't Hashem give them together with all the other holidays by Hal Sinai? Like He gave us Shavuos, He gave us Sukkot, He gave us Pesach. If these holidays are so divinely sanctioned, why weren't they giving the same time as the Torah was given? The answer is that the time wasn't right. There are certain holidays that Hakel Asa Be'itoy, everything as Shlomo Melech says, God does everything in its right time. For some divine reason, the holiday of Hanukkah wasn't supposed to be part of Jewish life until the story of Hanukkah. And the same thing with Hanukkah, the holiday of Purim. But don't make the mistake to think that these are just man-made holidays. These are divine holidays, godly holidays, holiday sanctions from above, but that had to go through uh, the people first. It had to be discovered by the people, but then once the people discovered them, it became evident that they were all along sanctioned and divinely endowed with godly divine meaning and holiness.